Welcome back to the Axis of Football Super Wild Card Weekend number two in the books, Char. I would say what a weekend it was, but a lot of lopsided results. Actually, one of the less enthralling wild card weekends I can remember in quite some time in terms of the disparity between the scores and the teams. We'll talk about that more down the road. But nevertheless, great to get football. Great to get those six games packed in. But, uh, you know, I, I won't say disappointed, but I think based on the quality of the games in last year's wild card round, I felt like it felt a little bit short of last year. But nevertheless, great to see some football. And I think, we're sure, we're, we're going to start with some major storylines, obviously. You know, the home teams really getting the job done for the most part here, except the, except one team that we'll talk about. That was a storyline. You know, Belichick getting blown out by the Bills, a surprising result given those teams split. But we saw that the, in the three match with Cardinals, Rams, Bills, Patriots, that it was a lopsided affair. And we didn't, you know, the fact that they split didn't really end up mattering much in that third matchup. The two versus seven, really, they were both snoozers, right? And, and it kind of calls into question, should you let that seven team in the playoffs? Because it's, yeah, adds another game, but is it really adding to the quality of the overall wildcard experience? All that and more. But Char, let's start this thing in the Lone Star State, where it was a rivalry renewed, a 90s flashback, 49ers visiting the Dallas Cowboys, the second game Sunday afternoon. Before we go into the game action, I thought it was actually funny. They act, they gave this game, because when I saw this game, I said, okay, this has got Aikman and Buck written all over it, right? The Fox broadcast. And they actually gave this game to, to Romo and Nance. And uh, and Troy Aikman was calling the Philadelphia and, uh, and Tampa Bay game. And they were talking about the Cowboy game. And Aikman said, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people would have wanted to call that game. Myself included, right? He was kind of he was kind of a little bit salty. They didn't give him the game. But uh, nevertheless, a former Cowboy quarterback, did call it. And unfortunately the Cowboys had the same result they had when Romo was at the helm for them. And that would be falling again in the playoffs, 49ers, 23 Dallas Cowboys, 17, really the headline here, Cowboys are 14 penalties in this game. The first team in NFL history to be penalized 14 times in a playoff game that mirrored the Cardinals game they had, which is also a very frustrating matchup for the Cowboys. Just a slew of pre-snap penalties, holdings. I mean, honestly, I want to sit there and say that uh, the refs did us in, but they were they were all some pretty good calls. I can't hard to argue a lot of those. And really, sure, what this came down to at the very end, there was a stretch where the Cowboys were down by six points. They had the ball at the 35-yard line, ran a QB draw with 14 seconds left, no timeouts. Ran a QB draw with Dak Prescott. The plan was to spike the ball with one second left and have one more chance at the end zone from 25 yards out. And the Cowboys unable to get the playoff. I'll tell you my perspective being at the game and what I thought initially. But the fact that the Cowboys ran that play, could not get the final playoff to get one last shot. It just seems fitting that the Cowboys season marred by coaching incompetence would end with strategic incompetence. What did you take away from this game and the way it all ended so abruptly for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I mean, I called I called the game for the Cowboys because I just a uh, couple of reasons. One, I think that the Cowboys have a better team. The Cowboys have by far a better team, more talented team, more talented team, right? Uh, thank you. Yeah. Also, uh, also for the fact that everybody was going was was picking San Francisco to win, and and you know 
maybe it was a contrarian in me that that just you know that just thought you know what I'm just going to go against against uh, everybody and 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 pick like that. But here's here's what I saw. I saw the game from beginning till the end. 49ers came out and flat out punched the Cowboys in the mouth. In the first the possession. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And and the and the Cowboys didn't respond. The Cowboys got their asses handed to them. And by all means, it should have been a blowout. But the MVP for the the MVP for the Cowboys was the beautiful Jimmy Garoppolo, and he gave you know he opened the he opened the doors for look, the Cowboys. I mean, I mean look, give the Cowboys credit. They they, they, they led a league in turnovers force this year. I mean, so so they, you know they they were pressuring him, forcing him to a bad throw. But that's yeah, but but he was playing clean. But early on, he was playing clean. Yes, he absolutely was. No question about it. Early on, he was playing clean, and 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 he just and you know he pulled out of Jimmy Garoppolo. So so th- so that's what happened. But it was it was a good game, and then you know there's a lot to be said about it. I actually have very good points. I'll let you talk about the final play, but I, I have I have some insight on that because we used to actually practice that play. So well, with well, that in mind, why don't yeah. you go and I'll I'll tell you what I saw, and then because I I personally had an evolution of of my opinion. So sitting in the stands, I obviously don't have the luxury of listening to the the, 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 the the telecast and the commentary and all that. I was just watching Dak and watching the clock because I actually win the call. I liked the call because I'm like, okay, we get some free yards. We get one higher percentage chance in the end zone. Great. Okay. I'm watching and it's getting close. I mean, Dak's getting up it's like three seconds and I'm like, okay, like maybe just enough time. Dak was getting back to snap it and the referee ran into him and I said, no, no. Cause I knew like the way I was watching it, I knew he could not afford one delay in anything. Like if, if the way they did it, he would have had to have gotten up perfectly with no delay, gotten the ball snapped and they would have, but the, that little half second run into that was it. And I said, no, I I was, I cannot believe. And I was furious. I said, the ref clocked him and it prevented them from winning the game, not winning the game, but prevented them from having an opportunity Get that last playoff. I'm like, how can that be? How can that? And then what made it worse from my vantage point was the refs were talking about it for a while, kind of conferring. And then they just said, the game is over. And they immediately sprinted off the field, like in a hurry. And all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking, are they going to put time back on the clock? And they just left. And, that, and it, was, it was just like, it was so abrupt. It was just like, it was like, what? Like, what, what just ha- I'm just sitting there with my jaw on the floor. Like, what just happened? And I was like, I was so frustrated. I'm like, the ref knock Dak in the back like that. How is that not the ref's fault? Like what, what's going on? I was like the 14 penalties. And now this, I had time. To, I had time to think about it. And then I listened to Dak Prescott's press conference. And then I actually educated myself on like the rules and the order of operation in those situations. Right. And so obviously the rules are the ref has to touch the ball. The ref has to respond. Right. Okay. Now this I'll, I'll, gi- I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you the punchline before I get into my reasoning. This was 100%, 95% on the Dallas Cowboys coaching and on Dak Prescott, okay? Because knowing the ref has to touch the ball, Dak Prescott did not hand him the ball. Dak Prescott handed the ball to the center, Tyler Biotish, which is was the completely wrong thing to do. You should have let the ref spot the ball, and that would have given you the time. Now, you said, okay, well, Dak's stupid. Well, you know what? Listening to his press conference, Dak Prescott said, we practice the situation all the time. So something I've done before. And in our practice, I always hand the ball to Tyler, Tyler Biotis, the center, and it works out fine. What the Cowboys coaching staff, nobody thought to themselves, 
hey, let's simulate an actual game and have a referee out there that he hands the ball to. So in Dak's mind, I'm just playing the way that I practice. The problem is the way they were practicing was wrong and flawed. And it blows my mind that an NFL team is practicing situational awareness, which is a beautiful thing to do, right? But the Dallas Cowboys are practicing it wrong. They're teaching the wrong thing in the situation. And so I do blame Dak Prescott because you should still know the rules. But I think the coaching staff there has got to be culpable because you're based on what Dak Prescott said that in practice, I'm coached to hand the ball to the center. Well, you're coached wrong. And it blows my mind. Then how can you blame Dak Prescott? Because you could say as a franchise quarterback, he should know the matter. But, but I agree. No. He, he, either way, either way, my point is you, you can you can split the split the, the pie and the percentages of how you how you want to go. I don't like doing that though. I I, I, I I went from thinking it's so messed up, the ref ran into him to realizing if he just if he just knew the rules and the cowboys practiced it better, they would have had the time. So they really the cowboys messed that up. Yes, I think. You know, the ref, it was unfortunate that the ref was trying to get back and in doing so hit Dak Prescott and probably prevented him from getting the playoff. But really, this was majority, the vast majority of the problem here was the fact that the Cowboys have practiced this play incorrectly. And it's just mind blowing to me. I don't know how you can still be employed as a coaching staff or even a head coach after it's been so clear that you've been coaching your team the wrong way. And it showed up right there in the deep right. that the details matter. And that's why guys like Belichick had a 20 year run because right. details matter. Right. And so that, and so that was my evolution. I'm like, it shows good growth for you. That's good. <laughs> and it was so appropriate because what we, I've talked about all year, our coaching staff is the Achilles heel. I don't have trust in the coaching staff. And really by that, I mean, Mike McCarthy, right. And, and right. I know you're going to say he's building good culture, but that to me is just unacceptable. And I, and I, and I can't believe, I just, I can't believe that you're, you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you know, the most valuable franchise in the world. And you can't, you can't practice the situation correctly. Right. And it costs well, you. Now, what do you want? What do you want me to say first? Do you want me to do the blame pipe first or give, give you an example of, of my experience of how we practice that? I want you to tell me how you practice that play since we're on the subject. Okay. So we talk about detail oriented to, to this day, the greatest coach, that I've ever played for is a great Chris Alt from Nevada uh, who could have become an NFL coach. He just had, he just decided. And the reason for him, him staying at Nevada is that, uh, and, and he had, Oh, by the way, he had, he had an opportunity to become an offensive coordinator for the San Diego chargers, like early in his career. And, and he turned it down wow. because he wanted for his family and, and, and he wanted to stay in Reno. And we talk about details. We practiced everything. We practiced everything. We practiced we practice the fake. Uh, we practice the punt by the quarterback. We practice. We yeah, practice. Sure. What do you do when when when, when the uh, field goal gets blocked? We pra- like. We literally went through those situations. So in case you hear, uh, you hear the thud. You hear a thud of the kick, and you hear a second thud. So we always knew that in 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 kicking game, if you hear two thuds, you turn around. You turn around, and and you and, and we had drills where we actually ran at the ball, or try to you know we we did everything. Yeah, because so, that, that would indicate um, like, like here, here's a block or something. Yeah, because the first thought is a kick, the second thought is the block. Right. Yeah, that makes that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But but it's but simple stuff like this. So instead of like instead of us getting caught with our pants down, you hear a second thought. We're like fire, 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 and we're running. We're running. We're, okay. So 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 the point is you you played for a guy that was like a guru of situational awareness. So yes, how, how did Chris Alt? 
coach that situation? So we would, because we had a mobile quarterback and we had one who was not so mobile and, you know, and, and we, we kind of switched through him a couple of times with our mobile quarterback. Well, let's, he call, had a, let's call Dak. I mean, are we, are we considering Dak a mobile quarterback for the purposes of this? Season? In between Dak is somewhere in between those two, because the, the quarterback that we had was Randall, like they, they used to call him the second Randall Cunningham. And, okay. uh, and the other one was more like a pocket guy, but yeah, somebody like Dak who can run. Uh, but anyways, we had distances to where to where our mobile quarterback he had he had the go ahead for to, to do this to do this and he would call it he would he would call it he would call in the huddle and, and we would go and it was it was based and and could you know we based it on the distance that he wanted to gain with the time that that was allotted for 14 seconds our quarterback would have never ran it 15 uh, 15 yards or anything like that. Our quarterback would have ran it for 10 yards and he would have kneeled and we would have all ran. And this is what would happen. Our quarterback would have ran it for 10 yards. He would, he would, have, he would have kneeled and we all run to the line of scrimmage and the, and he gives the ball to the center. But here's the thing though, because what we would do all of our guards, all of our, our guards and our tackles goes on the spike. You don't really have to have good splits. We would all set up except for the center. The, the center would open the gate for the for the referee to run through and hand him the ball and turn and close the gate. Okay. Now other teams I've been on, the quarterback gives the ball to the the quarterback gives the ball to the to the referee. All right. But for sure, for sure, and this is I'm talking about early 90s now, we practice handing the ball to the referee. Yeah. And 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 Dak Prescott said we practice handing the ball to the center. And the center, like because it makes that sense. is all not no no that that's that's irresponsible that is inexcusable and and, and I've been a fan oh, so of. So would you agree? Be, being a Mike McCarthy defender, would you yes. agree this falls on his shoulder? Oh, he should get fired for that. Thank you. Oh my God, I feel like we made a breakthrough. Breakthrough on what? Well, because every time I I don't like McCarthy, you always defend him, and now and now but, you but, went the other way. But but Kurush, this should show you that I'm not biased in my opinions. I I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, so Mike Mike McCarthy has done a great job building this team and bringing it up. So two what it was last be, year? Two things can be true, uh, you know, and and that, that's a separate topic. We could talk right. about McCarthy's job security. You know, I think I, I also think a lot of coaches could take this talent on this team and probably do a decent job, right? But but, but, but I, you honestly, know. Mike McCarthy's been the best coach you've had since Bill Parcells. So just, uh, but so, that is, I mean, yes, but that isn't saying much, but sure. Okay. Bill Par- uh, no, no, no. The reason why Bill Parcells wasn't that good was because of Jerry Jones had nothing to do with, had nothing to do with uh, Bill Parcells. I, I can tell you that right now. Well, well, the, look, the day- Par- Parcells turned the team around though. Parcells, I think he did. Do yes. a good and and, and if, if Jerry Jones would have kept his ass out of there, the day, look, the day that Jerry Jones ripped the Super Bowl trophy out of Jimmy Johnson's hand. That was it. That was, that was it. That, that was, was it, and and, well, and, and look, and, and look, here we are, twenty-five years later. They're, they, you know, they're they're four and eleven in in the last fifteen playoff appearances. I mean, it's, right. It's, and and by the way, I I I meant that metaphorically as well as literally. He literally ripped the Super Bowl out of his hands. Future one, and, yeah. Right, and 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 he and he tried to take he tried to take like it was basically oh no no this is my team I could have done it with any coach, and uh, yeah. you know and, and we and, saw we we, and, we we saw we saw the result of it. So and we're seeing that now. And and listen, Char, I'm I'm gonna and so so we agree. They they botched it fully. I mean, there's there's no reason to go into more detail. Right. The Cowboys and, and and that's where the coaching shows up and lack of detail and preparation shows up. To me, this was a game. The the 49ers, all they had to do was come out physical, which they did, 
and then they and then they basically let the Cowboys right. beat themselves. I mean, right. so many things. The Cowboys they convert a fake punt, but then they leave the punt team on the field, trying to get the Niners to call a timeout, and then they take a delay game after. The Cowboys come out in the second half. You're at home. You're coming out of that uh, 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 into a new half. They get a pre-snap penalty out of the gate. Well, like, what, what are you trying to what, what are you trying to get them to waste their timeouts for? You know what? No, it's it was. I'm like, they, great. They ran the fake punt. Why is the punt team staying out there? And then they they get a delay game. Like, who are you who are you fooling? Look, we talk about risk and reward all the time, right? Risk and reward. Risk yeah, and reward. The, the, risk the and reward, reward they, doesn't work the, the risk. The reward is that 49ers lose a timeout. You're the one who's playing from behind, you morons. Yeah. Not them. Yeah. You don't need to make them burn. Yeah, it was, it was just it's it seemed so asinine. I mean, like, what, what did you get out of that? I mean, so many errors. So to me, and look, a lot of those holding calls, I mean, it seemed like every time the Cowboys got penalized, it was, it was a big play getting called back. It was unfortunate. There was a, a, a play early in the game. They kept the Niners drive alive. It was Trent Williams clearly did a false start, but they called Randy Gregory for the, for the encroachment. And that kept their drive alive, 11, three points. There was a play shark, Cedric Wilson. It would have got the Cowboys in field goal range. It was third and long, but Dak Prescott threw the ball to Cedric Wilson. I think at the 30, 35 yard line, the lights, the lighting that came in. I the saw stadium, that. Yeah. It blocked his ass. He couldn't see the ball. And that, that could have been three points for the Cowboys, which definitely would have been a difference down the stretch. I mean, it seems like every little stupid thing, that could have happened to prevent them from winning happened. And they, and they did it to themselves. It's the cur- curse the, of Jimmy Johnson. And the irony, the irony is the fact that like that Cedric Wilson play, the sun being in his eyes, stadium design. Well, who designed the stadium? Jerry Jones is a freaking billionaire that uses all this money to build his beautiful stadium. And you can't even build it in a way that's advantageous to your team. And the funny, here's the funny things are, I was at the stadium, that sunspot that was there that blocked Cedric Wilson's eyes in like seven minutes, it was gone. It was like literally just that window of time. It's the curse. <laughs> I'm telling you. It was like it literally was just there for the purpose of preventing the Cowboys <laughs> from scoring. And then, it, and then it was gone. It was like lovely, right? But I'm going to say something, Shar. I'm going to use your words as it pertains to a different team. And I'm going to make a proclamation that, that I didn't have the guts to make earlier in the season. But I'm going I'm to say this right now. The 2021 Dallas Cowboys are a fraudulent football team. They're fraudulent. And I say that I'm not talking about the talent because you can say yes. And I, and I know we're talking about the Cardinals. You call them fraudulent and you call it, well, who do they have? that's a force multiplier. Who do they have that really is a game changer? Okay. I'm not arguing the Cowboys are fraudulent from a talent standpoint, but when you look at them and all the signs we ignored, they are fraudulent. And, and what, what did we ignore? We ignored their Well, when I say we, I'm guilty of it. Right. I mean, you beat up on teams like the Panthers and the Giants and the Falcons, right? And the Saints down to their third string quarterback, right? You know, you, you, you got fat beating up on terrible teams and all the games against decent opponents, the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, right? Uh, as, Tampa, well. as a few examples, yeah, that was it. And that was it, right? And that's week one, you know? So my point is, they did not have one signature win. Tell me, a, they did not have one signature win, right? If you want to call a blowing out a terrible team a signature win, God bless you. But every sign was there to show us this was not a team that could hang with the best of them. And you know what? It reared its ugly head. And every single problem the Cowboys had, they say, Char, the playoffs expose your flaws. I mean, man, was that not the case? 
right. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unreal. Every flaw, mm-hmm. and, and and to me, when when it, and I think and I'm not blaming the players so much. You can, I think they're fraudulent because they have a, co- a head coach that knows how to beat up on bad teams, but is unable to make the strategic decisions and game plans that a lot. Right. I'm beat- gonna have to disagree with you. I'm gonna they're, have to fra- they're fraudulent. If the Cardinals are fraudulent, yeah. then they're absolutely fraudulent. No, not not that not that they're. I mean, one can argue that they're fraudulent or not. That's not that's not the issue. The fraudulent uh, football team. Okay, but here's the thing: you don't you don't. I, I I think I think Dak Prescott showed that he's not this season that he's not a franchise quarterback to be paid up, upwards. Where uh, he he's not he's not in the same class as Aaron Rodgers and those guys in terms of getting paid. He's a couple steps below. Number one. Agreed. Number two, your other players have demonstrated the inability to take the team on their shoulders, like like an Ezekiel Elliott that we looked for last year. All right. Three, your 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 head coach is a, is a good head coach, has done a good job. All right. But in terms of preparing this team, are you fucking kidding me? And look, by the way, when I say when I say that that's a fireable offense, I don't think I'm not saying that necessarily Jerry Jones should fire him because who are you going to replace him with necessarily? But Sean but, Payton, Sean Payton. OK, well, no, if that's the case, I don't care who else you got. There's only that's, that's my dream scenario. But yeah, okay, yeah, right. But but look. Here's the thing. First of all, first of all, that that play didn't cost them the game. Number one, all right. That even let's even see if they would have gotten it off. But that's not. But the, I agree. No, but sure, that isn't the point. The point. I, is, I know. If 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 you're blowing that, what else right. are you blowing? That we don't know about. Right. 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 That's I, I I agree with that. But uh, but here's here's the thing. They got they them as players. Who is the leader to say let's get going? Like what? It's it's on leadership to be ready to start the game. San Francisco came out and kicked them in the balls to start the game with. And in terms right. of like the Dallas Cowboys offensive line was getting hammered early in five, the game. Yeah, five sacks total. I mean, it was it was bad. And like again, I was like, I literally called it to my cousin. They on the first drive, they had like a third and twelve from their own six yard line. I was like, why are you? They, they went empty. I'm like, why would you go empty? Five wide empty, backed up that much. And, and by, front. It makes no sense to me. And and, and by the and way, shocker, he t- he took a sack. We gave him a short field. They scored again. I mean, here's 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 my here's my other thing. Can we please stop with the fucking madness of Kellen Moore being the next great? Amen. Coach? Thank you. Who tell me who's who's going to hire him as as a, as a head coach? I no, mean, but 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 why why are they even talking about it? Who the fuck started this goddamn rumor? Was it Tony Romo? I just think the Cowboys offense looked good early on. So they're, you know, he's, you know, okay. how many times have we seen fantastic offensive and defensive coordinators absolutely eat shit when they become head coaches? No, no I, I will say Dan Quinn is a guy who I think is okay. deserving. Dan and they're saying he's actually short that the Denver Broncos front office, they're in Dallas today interviewing both more. And it's funny. They're interviewing both Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn for the head coach. That's, that's, that, that, that's a fucking waste. That's that, that that's a that's a fucking waste. I, I think I think on the I think on the Cowboys staff, your special teams coordinator is more of a head coach candidate than Kellen Moore. I, it's hard hard to disagree, hard look, to disagree with that. And, look, and, and sorry, I'll say one thing too. To your point, like yes, the Niners came out punched him in the mouth early, but the Cowboys defense played extremely well in the second half. The 49ers only score in the second half came on a short field. 23-yard drive after a Dak Prescott interception, right? So you take that 23-yard drive out, the Cowboys deep pitched a shutout. And, and, that's, why, and that's why I say it's, it's every opportunity to get back in that game. 
Right. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Your quarterback's the one who, who kind of exposed himself as well. So, because he, he did not, he did not play well. He played poorly and he got outplayed by Jimmy G. He got outplayed by Jimmy and, and Jimmy G was doing Jimmy his G's best to give the game very, up. Jimmy G's interception was, was very bad, but look, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard to argue. It's hard to argue with that. You know, it's hard to argue. I mean, I don't know that Jimmy G like head and shoulders outplayed him. Cause he had that bad pick, but, but sure. Yeah. I mean, for this, for this game, it, but it, they're it, not, they should, they, there should be no comparison. There should be no contest between Jimmy G and, uh, and, and Dak Prescott. I, I agree. I mean, they're, they're, they're defensive front out physical, the Cowboys. Dak was constantly under pressure. He got sacked five times. The running game wasn't there. And Shark, can I tell you one more thing that blew my mind from a coaching standpoint? Tell me, tell me, please, please make me feel better about this, but explain to me, how does Tony Pollard get just six touches in this game? Explain that to me. How is that possible? Especially now that it came out. And, and by the way, Tony Pollard across the season, right? But in this game, only getting six touches. It's coming out now that Zeke has been playing with the partially torn PCL throughout the year. Like, I don't understand. The Cowboys are behind. Tony Pollard is a better pass catching back. How in the world does he end up with six touches in this game, especially when Zeke was vastly ineffective the majority of the way? I don't understand it. And it was almost a copy of the Cardinal game. In no, that, what, game, in that what, game, the Cowboys were penalized 14 times. Pollard had six touches. Niners against the Niners, 14 penalties, six touches for Pollard. Both losses. Shocker. I, I, I don't understand it. How, how can you be a coach on that staff watching the game progress the way it has and say, let's keep Tony on the sidelines, keep putting Zeke in there. I don't get it. It's a, it's a coaching staff taking a shit. It's a coaching staff, basically, look. And he goes after, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that is something I regret. Well, thanks, no, no, no. man. That's great. Bad substitutions. Bad substitutions is uh, is an indication that that the coaching staff is basically not doing their job. I think what happened is their offensive coordinator is, is, is a guy that basically – Choked. He he choked and 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 didn't do and didn't do his job sub- substituting. So that that's that's on Kellen Moore. That's on Kellen Moore. So that's yeah. that, that's that's what's going on. But but look, the the, the Cowboys lost the game. I, there, there's a bunch of reasons why. But it's uh, you can't just solely place it on on Mike McCarthy. Don't don't turn him into a scapegoat. You and I look. By the way, by the way, you need to apologize. You need to apologize again. Because you said, I can't believe that I got you turned on Mike McCarthy. This should show you that I'm I'm not a guy that just basically picks picks a side and chooses to defend somebody or attack him. I go based on each individual game. I'm not either. This is but this is this has been bad. It's this is this this game. Look, I'm not saying that it solely falls on one person, right? But what I am saying is, I think the majority of the blame can be placed on McCarthy and the coaching staff. It, it falls on his shoulders. Well, at the end of the day, the head yeah. coach. At, at the end of the year, but but one one last comment I want to make about this game it has it has less to do about griping because you know I mean obviously you're a, you're a, you're a fanatic when it comes to the Cowboys so you know but but here's the thing in terms in, in terms of analyzing the game thank God and and I wanted to tweet out something during the game that thank God that Mike McCarthy on a on a long fourth and down kicked the PAT I mean kicked the field goal to make it a ten point game yes yes. I mean, I mean and everybody's like, "Oh my God, he should have, he should have gone for it. He should have gone for it." Do you know the idea of trying to score two touchdowns on two and and, and convert two extra points like that on, on two separate tries? Are you fucking kidding me? You kick the field goal and look, he had, and and they put him in the spot to be able to win the game at the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. Right? No, I agree. I agree because you're down. You were down. 
Uh, yeah, 13 points. It's still, you still need a few possessions. And instead of needing two touchdowns, now you need a touchdown and a field goal. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did the right thing. He did the right thing. But, but yeah, I mean, sure. It's, it's, it's one of, one of a couple of things he did right in this game. And then, yeah, look, last thing I'll say is I went with my cousin, my cousin Cyrus, you know, we went to celebrate him getting into Loyola university actually down there in, in Southern California. And he's a diehard Niner fan. So I'll say this, honestly, I love my cousin. And as much as it hurt as a Cowboy fan to lose that game, I was very happy to see him happy. And so for, the, for me, that was a silver lining. So, so I'll also, I'll, you, grew, I mean, you grew up in San Francisco. So come on, that's your home team. I'll get out of here. Don't, let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. <laughs> uh, but but I'm, I'm happy because somebody that I care about and we're celebrating with was happy. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And uh, anyhow, that's the way it plays out. Niners are moving on, and they are going to Green Bay to play Aaron Rodgers. Shar, one thing for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk about this more in the preview episode, and hopefully we'll have more information by that time on Thursday. Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, both went out of this game in the second half, and, uh, and so their availability is in question. Early signs point to optimism, but obviously it's a lot different of a game if those guys can't go, especially – Nick Bosa, and it's going to be it's going to be I think two degrees when they play. It's going to be a cold weather game. They played the first time earlier this season. It was a very very competitive game. Aaron Rodgers broke their heart at the end with a game winning drive in San Francisco and Santa Clara rather. But watch watch out for Nick Bosa, Fred Warner's health as this game approaches. Like I said, we'll talk about that more. But San Francisco off to Green Bay to renew another rivalry with the Packers in the playoffs. Char, let's go now to what I think was one of the more surprising results of the weekend. And that would be the three match between the Patriots and the Buffalo bills going at it for a third time in Buffalo. And we talked about, it, I mean, I, I was so wrong about this game. I said, it's a third matchup. Belichick beat him once they lost at home. He's going to make some tweaks. He's going to figure out a way. And I had the Patriots in this one and I couldn't have been more wrong. The Buffalo bills completely dismantling that Bill Belichick defense by a score of 47 to 17. Char, Bills, seven possessions, seven touchdowns. Josh Allen, the star of the show in this one, he goes off 308 yards, five touchdowns, another six carries, 66 yards. And then I told you, what do the Bills need to do? Offensive balance, Devin Singletary, 16 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. This Bills team looks extremely impressive. Uh, a tough way to end the season for Bill Belichick, who signed a ton of free agents, had the rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Not so much that they lost the way they lost. That defense looked old and slow. And uh, yes, they, they got a ton of free agent help this year. It looks like there's a lot more to fix on that defense, at least for New England. And a, what a win for Buffalo going in. And they'll play some big boy football next week against KC. Again, we'll get into that more later. But Char, this game, how impressive was that if you're Buffalo? Oh, it was amazing! I don't think the Bills could play better. I don't. No. Think, I think I think that this is the is best they've played play. all, all year. Right. So, and 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 look, Josh Allen played like he was playing. Not even even last year, he didn't have stretches where he played like this. So, Josh Allen played out of his mind. And you talk about you being wrong, man. Oh, man, was I wrong? Because here's what I said. Remember how I said the Patriots are going to go as Mac Jones goes, and I said if Mac Jones has a bad game, the Bills will win. But if he has a good game, they're going to win. Yeah, Come he didn't play bad. He didn't play bad, complete opposite, and, and here's what ha happened. The Bills go down and score quickly, no problem. Patriots go down. 
They're moving and the ball in that first round, aren't the they? Ball. And if it wasn't for a play, a phenomenal, probably defensive player of the year. Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde came out of nowhere. And Mac Jones, that was a good pass. Micah, I, I dude, mean, I I was you're you're so right, Char. I thought the receiver came down with it. And I'm waiting for him to come up with the ball. I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? What happened to the right. ball? Right. And then no. you see Micah Hyde get up. He's got the ball. I said, wait, yeah, wait what? There, How did he end up with the ball? There's sometimes that you have great offense and then you just have better defense or vice versa. It, it's it was just was phenomenal. And, and here's what happened. Remember, I make a lot of references to Chris Salter. Remember how I told you that if he, he always had saying he was a full believer, he, he has his master's in psychology. So he was a full believer in stepping on people's throats. And like, you know, I keep referring back to him. This yeah. is the type of game that, and this proves him right because look what happened. They go down and they t- get that interception and then Buffalo goes down and scores again. Game's over. Game's over. Yeah. It's like, and this is this is what I want to say to all those analytics people. And you say that psychology has has no effect. I'm telling you, Kurosh, that the 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 way the game played out in those first three drives, that was it. It, it was done. The, the only thing that Coach All would have done differently is that on that second touchdown, he would have gone for two, and he would have kicked an onside kick. Okay. That, okay. But but I mean again, so but he didn't even they didn't even need to do that. But but this is this is where analytics obviously you know th- th- this is why different things happen in different times and depending on how players are reacting. But tell you what though, I thought if Mac Jones played well, the the, the Patriots are going to win. No, I, I have never been more wrong about assessing a game in my life than this. I mean, it was incredible, and and it, what, the beautiful part for the Bills, you saw their full complement of weapons on display. I mean. If I told you they scored 47 points, Allen had 300 yards, five touchdowns, you'd say, oh, must have been a field day for Stephon Diggs. Dawson Knox, the leading, the leading receiver, 89 yards, two TDs. Stephon Diggs, just three catches, but 60 yards, a big one to set up a scoring drive for them. Isaiah McKenzie, Gabriel Davis, Emmanuel Sanders had a beautiful touchdown pass in this one. I mean, uh, this was just uh, an all-around drubbing. They used their full complement of weapons, and I, I love the offense, the balance of the offense when they can run the ball. And the Bills committed to it, man. 26 carries between Allen and those backs. And look, I, 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 thought, about you. I thought about you because you love kind of Cam Newton's game and, that, and, and that, right. that, that power football. I mean, Josh Allen, I guess at this point, you're not trying to save him for later on. So I think the, I think the Bills just keep doing this. I, th- I think they just keep running in power with them. Oh, I got news for you. If the Bills if the Bills play even at ninety percent, even at ninety percent of what they played against against Patriots, they're not going to lose another game. I agree. If they they're do, not, if, if right. They do. Obviously, I'm betting on the fact that that they're going to stumble because this is this is incredible. This is look. This is one of those things where the moons and the planet and, and everything aligned for them because they also got lucky. They also got lucky. The the, the t- touchdown, one of the touchdown passes, Dawson Knox. Uh, Josh Allen, I don't know if you noticed or not, he admitted that he was throwing the ball away. Yeah, but I mean, sure, when, when you score on every possession. Right. No, no, no. But, I, but I'm just I'm just saying it's it's one of those things where everything was and, – and, and look, it happens. It, it I happens. Don't think, yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, I don't think the question is I, – I don't think – and I don't think anybody's saying – the Bills can do this every game, but what you're saying is, have they have they kind of turned the corner, and can can they play with this potential every game? Right, they're going to need to. They're going to need to next game. I'm telling you this right now because Kansas City also and, we're going to talk about they look great. So I mean, I almost wish. I mean, doesn't it party? Because yeah, because you, you, you kind of teased it right. with this win. The Bills go to Kansas City. 
play the Chiefs were, you know, and I, I, I understand Jar, the Chiefs were a different team at that time, but they did, they did put the, put a beating on them. The first game in Kansas City early in the season, a lot has changed since then. Throw it out, throw it out the door, throw it out the window, throw it out with the with with everything. But having said that, I think some people are saying, you know, we wish this was the conference championship game. This is the this is the AFC championship. Think about about it. I mean, if you're Tennessee, they're playing Cincinnati, right? And we'll get into the 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 Bengals beating the Raiders, and that was an interesting game that came down to the wire as well. But I mean, how how good do you have? Obviously, you got to take care of business against Joe Burrow and company at home. But how good do you feel that the one of these teams, the Chiefs and the Bills, one of them is going to knock the other one off? I mean, that, that's at least got to be some, somewhat comforting, right? As the number number one seed. Well, it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, because yeah. because you only because you only have and, and and this is you know this is what's good about the reseeding because uh, you know they they deserve they deserve the easier schedule to the to the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And and, and that's you talk about what's the difference. Well, other than having that buy. Man, the scheduling help and the seeding help with the with the Titans and their matchups. And who knows? Maybe it's a moot point. Maybe the Bengals pull an upset. Again, that's more for the preview episode. But you gotta love if you're the Titans that one of those teams is gonna knock the other one off off the mantle. And yeah, look, I mean, Patriots look slow. They look old on defense. I think they've got to go in and, and yes, they made a bunch of overhauls on offense. Now I think Bill Blitzer's got to go back to the drawing board and probably dedicate the draft to making his defense faster and more dynamic, which, which I'm sure he'll do. But, uh, but I mean, seriously, really are we going to doubt? I mean, uh, 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 don't don't go to sleep on the Patriots. This is, in, in fact, no, the, I know. I, I understand. Look, they they had to retool the offense a year. They're going to not the retool the defense. The, the exactly. defense is aging. Exactly. Exactly. The is, they, they, look, the Patriots are on a right trajectory. So uh, all those people that want to shit on Bill Belichick, they they can just they can oh, just no. go. You know, uh, the, the dude is uh, he's been proven. It's the same thing with the same people that are trying to uh, shit on Tom Brady. Look, the, the dude's going to do his thing. The dude's going to be winning another Super Bowl fairly, you know, fa- fa- fairly soon. Yeah, I mean, potentially he's got his team going the right direction. And, and yeah, I thought it shouldn't be an indictment on Belichick. I just think he's got some of that personnel has just been there forever. The other thing, I mean, they showed they showed their age. I mean, you want to talk about another thing that, that good luck replicating Bill's 85 percent on third down. I mean, that that is just crush. The they, they scored on every drive. Average shard nine yards per play average. Right. Uh, they, I mean, these are they I mean, average. They, they, they scored on every drive. They did. They didn't. Well, they didn't stop. If I showed you rushing yard comparison, eighty nine to one seventy four before the game without showing the team's logos, you'd say, "Oh, yeah, the Patriots did." It was the Patriots who rushed for one No, the Bills outrushed them. And look, credit to them. Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, those running backs, even in the loss, they ran well against them. Everyone was saying they'll be able to run the ball on them. And both those backs averaging 3.3 yards per carry collectively. So the Bills short up the defense and turn up the gas on the offense. And this is what we saw. And it's going to be a phenomenal matchup next week against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that have been surging. And like I said, many saying, I wish that was the conference championship game. But nevertheless, we get this treat in the divisional round going forward. But yeah, what can you say, right? We'll, we'll talk more about the Bills Chiefs in the preview episode. but probably the most impressive showing of any team this weekend from the bills. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Again, if the bills play the way they, if they, if they play, even, like you said, even, even 85, 90% of that. Right. And, and look, and, and, and who's, who's been right. I mean, like I've been on Kansas city all year, right. I'm ready to tell you that if the bills even play close to that, they're, they're, they're going to go and, and beat Kansas city. And it has nothing to do with the fact that they beat them before. It has everything to do with how they're firing on every, all senators right now. That's no what it has to do with. And then you see that, right? Sometimes teams just get hot. 
they peak at the right time. We'll find out if the Bills end up being one of those teams. Shar, let's turn it back now over to the NFC on the theme of the third contest between two teams, and that would be Cardinals visiting the Rams. A third time, and this time similar. I'm not going to say similar, but kind of similar to the New England-Buffalo result. It was a lopsided game. Rams come out. I, I'm sorry, I, I, could, I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. Can you say that again? <laughs> it ended up being a lopsided game. Who, who won? I, I believe it was the Rams. I'm not right, sure though. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and well, actually, sorry, you know what? I'm gonna let you take over this one. You you talk about the game because this is no, 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 this, no. No, it, it's, it's 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 your job. It, it just again, again. I, I look. I'm the first one to tell you I've made a mistake. I'm the first one to tell you all this stuff. Are you finally ready to accept when I say I saw something and I can't explain to you what it is and it goes against conventional thought and conventional everything that there's really that I that I saw something? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, that's you, all right. then, then continue. That's that's thank you. That's that's, that's all I wanted to hear. That's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And look, and to me, I, I look at it as. I've been saying about Kyler Murray, I don't believe his style of play is scalable over the course of the season and everything I think that you saw yesterday, he, as the season goes on, he does not use his legs as much probably because he doesn't want to keep getting hit as the season goes on. It becomes clearer and clearer. It because he's just a short guy and that's, and that's, it's not his fault. Right. But, but it's a fact and, you know, the inability to see over a lineman's head led to one interception, right? He had a terrible play on the pick six, the funny thing is on the pick six, ironically, they're backed up in, the, in their own end of the field and, and the protection held up really well. Kyler just wouldn't get rid of the ball. And then he, you know, desperation, he did jittery. He, he was scared and he was he jittery was playing. Yeah. He was like, you want to talk about seeing ghosts? It felt like Kyler Murray was seeing ghosts in that game. I mean, every, some of the passes were just like a hair early. He was trying to get the ball out. I mean, it was, it was a bad night. Murray 137. Two touchdowns, uh, sorry, two interceptions. We talked about the running backs having a role in this game. Didn't end up mattering because the Rams took a lead and the Cardinals had to play from behind. They weren't moving the chains, had to punt a ton. You know, thir- 47 collective rush yards between Chase Edmonds and James Conner. You know, just not a lot happening for the Cardinals on offense. And Rams, conversely, look, Stafford didn't have to do much. Only 17 pass attempts, 13 completions. 202 yards, two touchdowns, a very efficient night. And it was the running backs. I mean, Sony Michelle, but look great. And Cam Akers, love seeing him back out there. The big, physical, shifty rookie from last year that ended up making a big splash down the stretch for them. So glad to see him back out there contributing. Him and Sony Michelle combined 30 carries, 113 yards. And they were just dominant. They were dominant. Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham doing their job sharp, each over 50 yards, each scoring a touchdown. So the Rams, and, and and you saw Von Miller contributed. He had a sack. So all the Rams cylinders were firing that night. All the big free agents they signed playing well. And Cam Akers back now. I mean, he he, he adds that element of physicality. There was a scary play where he ran head up with, with Buda Baker. Buda Baker had to be taken to the hospital. That was a scary moment, but just shows you how physical of a runner Cam Akers is, but prayers up for Buda Baker and a quick recovery for him. But, uh, you know, what an Im- impressive performance by the Rams moving on to the divisional round. Right. Look, here, here's the thing. You, you, you said that Cooper Cup and 
and then OBJ did their thing. OBJ ran some great routes and stuff, but really Cooper Cup came on at nine and the defensive line of the Rams that just absolutely and in the demolished position. This is an old school game, and I absolutely love the ball. Untouched and 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 not not you know what though not even the offensive defensive line on that on that play you had Cooper Cup and Higby everybody just blocking it seemed like everybody was punching the Cardinals in the mouth and they were trying to make a statement they were trying to make a statement that the first game that they lost to the Cardinals was the fluke not the one where they went down there and took care of business in in Arizona this look all all of San Francisco punching Dallas in, in the mouth this is what happened. And, and, and the Cardinals got exposed. The Cardinals got exposed. Who was their one player who was going to bring him back? And and, re- and really, Kyler Murray didn't start really playing un- until the game was kind of out of reach, where, he, where it was kind of like a no-stress situation. He could play free. But Kyler Murray had, had what we call having a tight butthole. He had a tight <laughs> butthole the entire time. And, and well, he's he well, he not an elite He is not an elite football player. He has elite talent, but he's not an elite football player. And this is two years in a row now. The Cardinals have fallen apart down the stretch. I think the Cardinals, if they hadn't played the fraudulent Cowboys, they might have missed the playoffs. But the Cowboys gave them that cheap win at the end of the season. Boy, you're you're really hurt. You're you're, you're like a scorned lover. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. About that. Had they not played the, the, the equally, if not more fraudulent Cowboys, they might not be in the playoffs. The Cardinals now, sure, they finished like three and six down the stretch the past two years. What does that tell you about them? That that Sharp Radonish knows what he's talking about in the middle of the year when he when he called them fraudulent at seven and zero. And so, <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> well, look, but sure, that's not really fair to say. I, we just argue to what fraudulent means. But I've said all along, I don't think Kyler Murray can sustain his level of play throughout the season. So I, I wasn't completely. Not with you there. Yeah, but 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 you were personally attacking me and saying that for some reason that I'm being a Rams homer when 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 sure. remember when they when remember when they got when they beat the Rams and I said throw this game out the door. But sometimes you are a Rams homer, you know. When when am I a Rams homer? I you know, it, it felt like you were being a Rams homer at that time. No, I just I just was speaking the truth about the Cardinals. That's all it was. Fair Dude, enough. Okay, hold on. Fair enough. In ter- in terms of talent, the Cardinals can't hold the Rams jockstrap. You're right. You're right. And, and you know what, to me, you, you, you could say this, the opposite, the, the sad thing about the Cowboys is I think the opposite could be true is in terms of talent. I don't want to say the Niners couldn't have hold the Cowboys jockstrap, but if talent was everything that, that, that mattered, I think it would be, it would, you know, you have different, some different results here, but yeah, at some, but, 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 at some point you got to put it on, on, on the coaching, right? right but, but here's the thing, Corey, sorry to cut you off, but, but look, the, 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 the Niners have some superstar players. They do. The, 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 I mean, you talk about Debo Samuels and and and, and Bosa and and, 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 yes. and and so so they got the, the Niners have. Remember how I said all these great teams have three or three to six superstar players, and the Cardinals have none. The Niners have three or four of those players. Yeah, but I don't know that even if the Cardinals had a couple superstars, like the, 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 with the way Kyler Murray falls apart in the second half of seasons, it might not matter. But maybe, but maybe Kyler Murray doesn't fall apart. If he's got somebody in there with him in his ear to calm him down and keep him down, I, I think that he his his running has to get scaled back so he can't make those dynamic plays he's making the first half of the season. He gets hit. He's a little guy. It affects his ability to have confidence in his running. And again, he's a short dude, 
so he doesn't see over the backs of his linemen, and that leads to but, poor throws. But I, but I'm I'm telling not, you, and the thing and the thing is, all those things you can't fix them, right? They have to do with Kyler Murray's stature. So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna are you gonna inject some magic serum that's gonna make no. Rose six no, inches? Well, I mean, this is this is it. This is what you get with Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray's Kyler Murray's stature didn't lose him that game. Kyler Murray's lack of confidence and Kyler Murray's okay. lack of uh, lack of ability to to seize the moment cost him the game. But okay? I think Kyler Murray's stature is 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 respon- partially at least responsible for the Cardinals mid to late season downfall the past two years. It's I, part, I, I, part of the problem. No, that's 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 uh, no, it is part of the problem. But this part is part of the problem. I'm not saying it's only. Right. And, and, and by the way, remember one of the because I I literally went back and listened to our episodes about you know so I make sure I don't misquote and stuff like that. You you I remember you asking me what is it about the Cardinals that you don't like and, and I said Kyler Murray's inability to stay to, to, to stay healthy throughout the season. That that was one of the things that I said. But but here's the thing, Kyler Murray. If he was on a team where he had Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on the other side in his ear saying, it's okay, little brother. It's okay, buddy. We got you. It's okay. Hey, we're going to get you the ball back in three plays. Don't you sweat it. Don't you sweat it. And there's been guys like that. Look, we had a, there was a great, great linebacker named LeVon Kirkland. And, and, and of course, LeVon for the Steelers. A 279-pound that, that linebacker. That guy, I remember he said he was a linebacker. I'm like, he looks like a defensive tackle. Like, how is he well, a linebacker? He was, he was 279 pounds. He was 279. How does the guy that big end up at linebacker? Because he could cover and he never and he never left the field. And and here's the thing. If it wasn't if it wasn't for the who's great linebacker for the uh, Ravens, Jesus Christ. Ray Lewis. Uh, Ray Lewis, he would he would LeVon Kirkland would be more of a household name because he was always second team uh, uh all pro behind him. But uh, look, LeVon Kirkland and that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Anytime that Cordell Stewart would throw an uh, interception, they would be like, we got you. We got you, offense. We're going to get you the ball back in three plays. We're going to get you the ball back in three plays. Right. And more than not, Kurosh, they would get us the ball back in three plays. And, and, and I'm telling you, if, if, if Kyler Murray needs somebody like that, Kyler Murray needs – and that's why I said they have, they're have lacking superstars. They're lacking leadership depth, on, on whether it be on offense or on defense. They're lacking that. They're lacking that because if Kyler Murray had a teammate like that, he would, he would perform better. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously the, the the team around you matters, but look, you're the franchise quarterback and you've got to be, you've got to be somewhat culpable in, in your team success and in their failure. Right. And so I, I'm just, I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray. I think his, I think that his, his style of play is electric and people fall in love with him early in the season. But He's I great just, for fantasy. <laughs> great for fantasy the first 10 weeks. And then after Here, that, here's the thing, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Put Kyler Murray on the Steelers with, with the Steelers team last year. Okay, with that running back, with that defense, with uh, I still with, I think, dude, I think Kyler Murray is too soft to play on the AFC North. I don't think he can Jackson play. plays it. Lamar Jackson plays it, and he's a slight don't guy. Compare, uh, don't compare them. Lamar Jackson. Why, why they're both he- no? Here's how I compare them. They're they're both human beings. They're both male. They're both football players. They're both starting quarterbacks, and they both play in the NFL. And I'm also a male human being who has right, a pulse. Right. I'm so sure so, so, so the, the idea of not comparing them. Are you kidding me? There's a there's a lot to compare uh, Kyler Murray and uh, Jackson to me. His frame and his stature is built for this game. He's a lot more explosive. Murray is kind of quick, quicker than fast. Lamar's actually an explosive runner. I, I, to me, you can't. Right, but, but but here's the thing. Lamar Jackson also wouldn't have survived playing in the 90s in the NFL. So it's not like he's su- such a big, strong guy. He's not about, a Josh Allen. Right now, I don't think I don't think Kyler could, could play in the AFC North. You see him going to Baltimore? I, I, I think, 
he faces Aaron Donald twice a year. Come on, he faces Joe. Yeah, uh, in, uh, in, in a dome, twice in, a, in a, year. a nice, in a nice air conditioned, controlled dome. Yeah, not 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 the same thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and so look, Colin Murray. It's a great story. I just I don't think you're ever going to win big with him. And uh, are you are you really upset because because you were uh, defending him so much against me throughout the season? I was defending the Cardinals not being fraudulent. I've never been a fan of Colin Murray. So that, that's that's my position. But look, here's how that's how it goes. At the end of the day, the Rams are the ones who advance. Cam Akers look good. Uh, the receivers got in on the action. Matt Stafford didn't have to do much. He gets her, his first playoff victory. So you, you can't call him Stat Padford anymore. As they like I'm very happy. By the way, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, good, good, you know, good, good for him and, and, and good for the Rams getting the mileage out of both Odell and Von Miller, the two guys they went in on. So great game for them. And they go to Tampa Bay where look, man, the past couple of years, they've, they have been the kryptonite of the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, Tristan Wirfs got hurt. Ryan Jensen might be out. Obviously AB and Godwin are out, right? Is Fournette coming back? Fournette was out. I don't know. A lot of question marks. Even when the Bucs are healthy, the Rams were a problem. Now with the Bucs being banged up, who knows? Again, we'll talk more about that in, in, later in the week, but uh, potentially really good matchup with the Rams coming up here. But, uh, but Char, they also beat him. They also beat him early in the year. So they also beat him early in the year and they beat him beat last them soundly. year. And by the way, they beat them last year in, in Tampa as well. So this, this could spell doom for the goat, but remains to be seen. Again, we'll cover that more in our Thursday preview episode. Char, let's finally go to your team, the Kansas City Chiefs, absolutely putting the hurt. On your former team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, and look, the Pittsburgh Steelers came out. They had a defensive touchdown by TJ Watt, took an early lead. And what do the Bills do? Excuse me, what do the Chiefs do? Proceeded to go on a 35 to nothing run on the arm of the Patrick Mahomes, 404 yards, five touchdowns. You had Jarek McKinnon, the Jet. He looked awesome. 12 carries, 61 yards. Another six catches, 81 yards. Sharp. Jarek McKinnon, 142 all-purpose yards for him. Great to see him. I know he he, he had a, a tough break in San Francisco, tearing his ACL, never getting healthy there. He is back at it. Great to see him get healthy in, in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's absence. Chiefs hitting on all cylinders. You know, Steelers scoring a couple times late. Look, this was Big Ben swan song. He finishes 215 yards, two TDs. And, uh, you know, respectable-ish day, given the circumstances. Nobody gave, P- gave Pittsburgh a chance to win this game. But, uh, hey, Big Ben, nothing to be, uh, nothing to hang his, his head over. They were outmatched, and they did the best they could. This wasn't enough for a surging Chiefs team. And now we get this, this, this dream date between the Chiefs and the Bills. But, Char, how about those Chiefs, man? I mean, they, the Steelers, they kind of they, they backed into the playoffs a little bit. We knew they were kind of a slow team. Run defense was bad. It wasn't going to be a good matchup for them. And the Chiefs just uh, making them pay for it, right? Look, here, here's the thing. Like, like you said, the the, the outcome, everybody knew what was going to happen. Yep. But what was good for the Chiefs is that I haven't seen Patrick Mahomes like that. Take away the games against the Raiders. Yeah, I was going to say the Raiders game he did. Yeah, right. right. Take yeah. take the but but here's the thing. You could say that it's something about the Raiders or whatever it is. This is the Patrick Mahomes of, of, of last year and the year before. And 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 it was it was good to see him as a guy who's heavily invested in 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 and I'm not saying vested, I'm saying heavily invested, invested. In, in the in the Chiefs. It was good to see because that here's the things that I saw. 
I saw a stud running back finally with the Chiefs. Better than I, I think he's better than Ceh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Especially for that, especially for that offense, the fact that he, you know, he, he's kind of he's kind of that that slot slot running back like a scat back that he can take take the you know take a short little flat route or, or take a short little handoff and, and just take it the distance. They finally have that. And the other things that I saw beyond Travis Kelsey and the Tyreek Hill playing well, there was a sighting of two other receivers on that team which we've been waiting for saying at, at what point are these two phenomenal athletes going to contribute? And this is why if you're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to worry about this because it's beyond just having to uh, stop Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Now you have Jared McKinnon. You have the, the Marcus Robinson, the, the Marcus Robinson, and, and then uh, you also have uh, Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle uh, and then the other one, Nicole Hartman. Yep. So, so I mean, how are you going to look? Every single one of them has the ability to, when they touch the ball, to take it all the way. I mean, I mean, this is all you have to know, right? Mahomes, 400-plus yards, five TDs, Tyreek Hill, just 57 yards. Right. So, I mean, I mean, what they, I mean, this is similar to the Bills in that they you saw their full complement of weapons on display. Look, these are two teams kind of coming off similar type victories clashing now. This is going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to be it's, – it's, it, it, it is probably going to be the best game – in the in the conference series, you, you've got to think that based on paper and based on the the quality of the win the two teams have coming into the game. And and look at the end of the day, pro- probably you got the 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 second and third best quarterbacks in the playoffs right now playing, and you know who I think is the best, but that's that's besides the point. In in terms of in terms of full ability to utilize all their talent and, and everything you got going. I can't wait. I can't wait. I already bet on the Chiefs too because because I think a lot of people are mistakenly thinking that Buffalo is going to play like that against the Chiefs, which which I I, I think they're going to be shocked. I think they're going to be unpleasantly shocked. I mean, I think we all know the Chiefs are a very different team than what they were when these two teams faced each other earlier in the season. Their defense. I mean, mainly their defense. Look, I mean... Uh, by the way, Shar, how about... Travis Kelsey getting the opportunity to throw a touchdown pass. That was, a, I mean, he threw a, dime, a little dime on that play. Oh, absolutely, that. but but that's the Chiefs. That's who they were. That, that's who who they were last year when everything was rolling. You know, Travis Kelsey taking a handoff and pitching, he, and like just the different stuff that they do to absolutely just you know put panic in the hearts of the defense. The game was so out of hand. They said, you know what? Let, let, let's think of the bottom of the playbook and, and get Mr. Kelsey. But, but that was their mojo, though. It's about and getting they, their mojo and, back. They they had Allegretti. Score a touchdown, the eligible linemen. They were just- and, and you know, and you know that 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 really pissed me off, right? I, I hate seeing linemen score, which is obviously I'm being sarcastic. That was fucking fantastic. I love to see it. So yeah, not a surprising result. I think this is the game we agree was probably gonna be the most lopsided of the weekend. And it certainly lived up to the billing. So good on good on KC, good on Buffalo. It's gonna be a great matchup. Let's go back to the Rams shark because they're gonna be facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who took care of business against the Philadelphia Eagles, but they, like I said, they were the, 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 the banged-up Buccaneers, right? Because they were, again, with that Tristan Wirfs were not early in this game. Senator Ryan Jensen was out. Fournette missed the game. Levante David missed this game, right? So, uh, I mean, obviously, we know that A.B. And, and Godwin are no longer, you know, usable this year. So, you know, the Bucks did what they had to do to get the win. Tom Brady, 258, excuse me, Tom Brady, 271 and a couple touchdowns en route 
to a 31-15 win. It was 31 nothing. Philly scored a couple of late touchdowns and you know, you know, which but, I thought they would. <laughs> but yeah. but I also thought they're gonna score a couple of touchdowns but, early on too. But, so. but look, I mean, I mean, dude, look, credit to the Bucks getting some mileage out of their out of the other backs. Keyshawn Vaughn, 17 for 53 and a touchdown. Giovanni Bernard, weekend at Bernie's, one of my favorite movies of all time. 13 carries, 40 to 40 yards. And a touchdown. It wasn't a dead guy. It was, it was running back. He was very much alive in this one. And uh, and then you know Mike Evans doing his thing, right? And that, that that's the main guy he has to throw to. Nine for a buck seventeen and a touchdown. Gronkowski adding a touchdown of his own. Giovanni Bernard snagging five catches from Brady. So they're getting it done with the pieces that got in place here. But a lot of question marks, I think, loom for the Buccaneers. Look, I don't. We need to talk about the result of this game. The Eagles got exposed. I think you know we when we, we look at the broader discussion on the seventh seed. We saw this weekend, both seventh seeds got absolutely exposed. Last year, you saw the Bears get in. They didn't, it was not competitive at all against them, against the Saints. The only seventh seed we've seen do well was the Colts last year against the Bills. Really, the results this weekend made me wonder, do we even let, do we even let these seven seeds in? It's like, yes, we get an extra game of football, but does it really make sense for the, for the quality of the competition? Like, I don't know. Just, are, like you, are, you, are you complaining about having an extra game? Maybe. I don't know. So so you would you're trying to tell me you would rather have the second seed not not play. Like if I was the two seed, I'd be pissed that I had to I had to Okay. Well you know. here's here's the thing. As as a guy who's pulling for the Chiefs, I'm happy that they played a game like that because now that's two games in a row where they can say, okay, you know what? Yeah, but like, well, 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 what if like Mahomes got hurt in that game? You know what I mean? It's just it just well, there's fun. always a chance there, but but here's a oh, look. I, I've heard this argument before. Here's what I have to say to it. The fact of the seventh seed gave us such great football at the end of the year and, and, and so much drama about what's going to happen. And it, it, I think the, the seven, what the seventh seed represents is, is the ability for a team like, like, like the Colts. Like the Colts would have been the perfect seventh seed, somebody that turns it on and figures it out late and, and, and makes it into the playoffs. How much great football, meaningful football, do we have on weeks 17 and 18 Simply because of the seven seed crush. You're right. You're right. You know, I, I, that, 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 that's a fair point. That's a good point. I can't, I can't argue that. I just, I'm saying, I'm thinking about, you're thinking about the journey. I'm thinking about the destination. Right? right. The journey is, yes, we get more meaningful football. The destination is, well, yeah, but the data shows us it's probably going to be. Right. But, but here's the right. thing, though. Isn't that better so that the first seed gets a, gets a buy? And the second seed gets a virtual buy by having a crappy team that still has a chance to play. But like like I said, look at look at the look at the games with the Raiders and and, and all the drama and all the controversy and the Steelers making it in order to charge. What what if the seventh seed would have been a, a team like the Chargers or, or, or it look it it made it so good and, and I appreciate you agreeing with me, Artie. I'm I'm just expanding on, on the fact that we had fantastic football. We had no idea who's gonna make it in. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. It's more about the journey than it is destination, and uh, and yeah, and I guess if you look at it as yeah, it, it is kind of like a buy for the two seed still. You know, maybe we'll get a good game. It just it just seems like why am I tuning in to watch this this terrible game that we're with a team that clearly didn't belong in the playoffs. Like the Eagles overachieved this year, no question about it. And credit to Sirianni and that staff for changing their style of play, getting some wins at the end. But the Eagles are not a playoff football team. The Eagles but, didn't belong in the playoffs. But, but, I'm sorry. Well, but here's the thing, though, Kourish. Honestly, a couple of things go the Eagles' way 
and and they they had the opportunity to score. I know, but there were some bad calls and, and stuff like that. And with the Chiefs, you, you had the Steelers winning. How great was it to see Ben Big Ben, you know, strutting out there and kind of uh, you know honoring him? And 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 so it, it, the, the games weren't absolute wastes. How about how about Bears Saints last year? Mr. Trubisky and the I mean that was that was terrible. It was terrible, man. I don't know. I just, no, that's that, that that is that is that is true. Uh, but then again, who knows? Maybe next year, seven seed will, will surprise some people and, and make it. A but game. even but even if they even if they don't, I would rather watch a game that's maybe interesting for a half than not having a game at all. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I just it came to mind. I'm like these these games. Like it's just like I was just I wanted to see a good game, and one of these one of these days. One of these days, the seven seed is, is going to get hot and, and going to win street and, and, and make some noise. Look, very look, similarly, very yeah, similar to when, and, when the Seattle Seahawks at seven and nine beat the Saints. And, and you know, as, as Stephen A. Smith says sometimes, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? I mean, I mean sure, it, it could happen, right? But uh, is it going to be the majority of the time? Probably not. But sure, you've, you, you've convinced me. I'll take the meaningful, meaningful football and the intrigue to end the regular season. It's an extra football. Even to have one bad game in the playoffs. It means we have one bad game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. You. I, I want an event. You want me over. Thank you for walking me through. <laughs> you're doubling as my therapist now. But look. Well, that's, that's, well I, I mean, it, Kurosh, it, it has been a tough weekend for you. <laughs> it, it, look, it has. It's like, and I'll be honest. I came home from the Cowboy game, thinking, okay, hopefully I get a good game here, Steelers Chiefs, and that turned into blowout. I said, great. I didn't get any good football today. Right, so, so I was just, maybe I'm a little bit bitter. You're right. It was it was a tough weekend. Look, the, here's the but thing. I, sure, but I told myself, I said, you know what, I I'm not gonna get out of bed on Monday if the Eagles knock out Tom Brady and the Niners knock out the Cowboys in the same day. I, I'm done. You might as well record this episode by yourself if that would happen because that that, that would have been, been the nightmare scenario for me. That would have been something fantastic, but I got well, news for you. I have a feeling Tom Brady's going to get knocked out next week. So I, I've got that feeling too, my friend. Unfortunately, as much as uh, as much as he's the goat. So who are you going to root for if 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 the if the Bucks are out? I are you going to watch? Are you going to watch football? Um, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good question. You know, I don't want to acknowledge that reality until it happens. Ask me. Ask me if they get eliminated. I don't want to talk about a reality where the goat isn't in it until it's actually the case. So. Right. So, yeah. but, but, but Hey, that's going to be a, a, a good matchup. We'll talk about it more later, but look, I mean, the, the bucks do what they have to do. It took care of business and now they got to retool and hope they get healthy enough to, uh, to be effective against the Rams and, and for the Eagles again, overachieved good season, did a lot more. I think they thought people thought the Vikings are going to be that team, that seven seed Eagles kind of took it away from them. They played well and, and they made the most of their personnel. And so, so, so good for Philly. They got it done. Things are looking somewhat bright for them. They've got that extra pick from the Colts that they that they basically stole from them. Now it looks like with that Jalen Hurts, excuse me, with the Carson Wentz trade. So uh, look, they, they they did their part, but they ultimately ran into a better team and they're going home now. So good for Tampa Bay. Shar, let's end this thing, bookend it with probably uh, the other most competitive game of the weekend, and that would be your former Raiders visiting the Bengals. And the Bengals did did dominate. The majority of this game, it was pretty good. It was, a, it was a 20 to 13 game going into the half. So Raiders staying within striking distance. And it came down to the final drive, Shar. The, the Raiders trailing 26-19. Derek Carr getting them all the way down 
in scoring range to where were they? They were at the they were at the four. No, excuse me, at the nine. It was fourth and goal they had from the Cincinnati nine yard line, and they just could not punch it in to tie the game at the end. A valiant effort through and through by Derek Carr and the Raiders to get to this point to fight all the way through. But it was Joe Burrow and his two TDs that really carried the day for the Bengals. And there was a controversial play here where there was like a whistle blown on a touchdown that he threw to a Tyler Boyd in the second half. You know, was it, was it really, should it have counted to me? I I think it was fine. The whistle blew when the ball was mid or just before he caught it. I I don't think that was that big of a deal. I don't think it affected the play. Uh, Jamar chase char nine for one sixteen on this one. So that burrow chase connection, you know, seems to be working well and they're moving on. They are going to Tennessee to play the Titans. Interesting game. We'll talk about it more later, but, but what did you make of this game and the Raiders season going out the way it did on the final drive? They could not quite get it done there. Well, here's the thing. The Raiders did everything they could yeah. to, give, to give a victory to Cincinnati early. I mean, like it, it was just, oh, yeah. they and, had a false start penalty. They had, yeah. It was all, all kinds and, of, and, 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 and the kick returned by, by Barber and, and, and the intercept. Oh my God. What a blunder that was. Yeah. He didn't know the rules. He's trying to get a 40 yard line. Well, you're, you're supposed to go out of bounds first and touch it while you're out of bounds. Right. So, right. so anyway, so having said that, Cincinnati got very, very fortunate. Cincinnati is another team that I'm going to call a, a fraudulent. Uh, and, and again, this uh, a la, a la Arizona Cardinals. A fra- uh, however, they do have people that they can carry the game. That's that's the only difference. But I, I think their deficiencies in, in other areas are, are going to be exposed fairly fairly soon. They got they got very fortunate against uh, against the Raiders. Th- that that call that call was the right call. And look, here's one of the letter of the law states that that call sh- that that the play should have been dead. But even as a Raider fan, as a former Raider, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy that that they changed. But also. 21 years ago, I wish that when we were playing against Tom Brady and with the tuck rule, they also would have made the right call where the letter of the law says one thing and, and the reality should be something else. All right. That's that's oh, my own. That's, that's, that's not what they did, Shar. The, the refs actually said the whistle blew after the play. Did you, so, did you see? Did you see? Did you see the replay? Kurush? They were wrong. But I'm just saying it's not okay. like the ref. But it's not like the refs did it because they're going with the spirit of the law. The refs. Oh, I guarantee you, they knew, they knew well, that the. Oh, no, 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 no. Explanation they gave though. Kurush, I guarantee you, they knew that the that the whistle came in before the touchdown, and and I okay, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I would like to know. What Anyone today, who says that before they have to start a sentence about to say some crazy stuff, right? What, what's your crazy theory? My, it's not a theory. I have a question. Do we currently have the technology within 10 seconds to switch, cut the audio and, and paste it back on? Because when that play was done, to me, I could have sworn the whistle came before he threw the ball. I could have freaking sworn. You can always go back and just watch the play live and see if it did. It, oh, yeah, I, I, I guess so. But then if, if they have the ability to do that, why, why not go and go into Again, I'm not saying that's what they did, but I'm telling you, Kirsch, when the and play I mean, happened. They showed it right after. I mean, they, that would have had to have been a really quick edit job. I'm. I'm r- right, right, but I, if I would have, I would have sworn. Conspiracy theory. I would have, Kurosh, if you would have asked me, and and this is where perception and reality are two different things. If you would have asked me on the spot before hearing the re- re- review, I would have bet a lot of money that the whistle came before a ball was thrown. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, sure. But, but, but maybe in real time, it's just different. Yeah. But, but it would be interesting to go back. I mean, all you have to do is go back and look at the highlights and see if, if, if in the, in real time, if, if that was the case. Right. Right. But, uh, but, but anyways, that, that didn't change but, the outcome again. A lot of things. And but, also, but, but by the way, and also let, let, let's just say they overturn the call. There's no guarantee the Bengals wouldn't have scored on that drive anyway. They would right. have, they had the ball, maybe they would have kept driving. Like, no, that's that's not that's not that's not what cost the Raiders game. What cost the yeah. Raiders game is a holding penalty on the goal line that that takes a touchdown opportunity away. Oh, is another. Right. It's, it's like two, three holding penalties on their final drive. And this is what I gleaned from the Raiders Bengals game: Derek Carr's inability to finish the game. Because as I'm watching that play, several times, several times dur- during the game, during the game, several times, I'm saying. Blitz, blitz the B-gap, blitz the B-gap. And, and, and my poor friends that were watching the game with me were like, what are you talking about? The Raiders' Max Crosby ha- had a mismatch against the right tackle of the uh, of the, of the the Bengals. What the Bengals were doing, remember how I told you there's turn protection sometimes yep. when you need help yep. on one tackle versus the other? They were turning they were turning the first uncovered lineman towards the right tackle. So the guy had help. The guy had help, right? All you have to do to beat that is bring a blitz to the B-gap. To the backside B gap, meaning meaning if you're turning if you're turning your line to the right side, you go to the you go to the left side B gap, and you force you force either a running back to make a block, or you force force a quick quick throw. I kept yelling, freaking blitz the B gap, blitz the G, and and look, I'm not some fucking defensive genius, all right. They didn't do that until in the third quarter when they finally did. By by the way, not the third quarter. The reason why Burrow was on the run, go and take a look at it. The reason why Burrow was on the run is because they blitzed the B gap and they forced them and they forced them to run. Okay. So th- that's one thing. That's one thing that caused the Raiders their inability to see what the game's going on and be able to adjust to Cincinnati's. Okay. The other thing was look, their offensive line, a lot of those holding calls were bad, but also a lot of them were good. Like it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just freaking ridiculous. And also, look, I've been talking great about Derek Carr. At the end of the game, you know the you know the play where uh, Renfro fell. Yeah. Okay. On on that play, if Derek Carr would have thrown the ball a second earlier, it would have been a touchdown. I don't know what he was waiting for. Then then on the he final play where the ball was intercepted, he just didn't see him. How can he not see him? He was right there. I mean, how else do you explain? Go and take a look at it. He just he just choked. He just freaking choked. It's like he got gun shy. Also, yeah. he had Darren Waller on a play open in the flat where he would have scored a touchdown, and he decided he decided to throw it somewhere else. So it, it's it's, it's yeah, look, Derek, Derek, quarterback. It's it's easy to do that. I'm hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But 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 I, I'm telling you, Tom Brady wouldn't wouldn't yeah, have hesitated. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't hesitate. But Derek Carr is not an elite talent, though. Right, and that and that's my point. Derek Carr will not win you the game when you need it most. Derek Carr will just win you some games and 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 just pat the stats all of what what people accuse Matthew Stafford of doing. Yeah, and 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 you know, I mean, look, they got him that far. We said the Raiders already, you know, were kind of a team where they, they won six games in either overtime or the last play of the regulation, right? So they they a lot had to go right for the Raiders to get to this point. I don't know that even they're a playoff team next year, if I'm being honest. Um but uh, yeah, but you know what? They, they, here's the thing, though, Kurosh. They earned it. They did. They didn't. They didn't they, back they, their way they into won it those like, games, a, like Arizona. They won those games. They right. But I think if you know, you call the Bengals fraudulent. How the Raiders won this game in advance? They actually they should, they should be called fraudulent too. Like they, they, they don't belong in the divisional round either. 
right? Oh, I mean, but no, 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 no. When I call the Bengals fraudulent, it's I'm talking about these are these are top tier teams that at the end of the day they're, they're going to have. I mean, like they're going to they're going to lose the game some way somehow. Yeah, they're, think, they're by far the Bengals, a better team than the Raiders. If you're the Bengals, like getting to the. the to the divisional round is probably the best thing you can hope for. And, and they've got there. And then we're, we're probably kind of giving away what we think is going to happen in the divisional round. But that's, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, the Bengals will have probably plenty of holes that they've got to fill on that team. And uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is how, how, how it played out. The Bengals pulled it off. Bengals started scoring on six of the right possessions, only punted twice the whole night. So look, they didn't let the scoreboard, but Joe Burrow was efficient. He moved the ball. Oh, Joe Burrow was awesome. And and he he led his team to scores on six of the eight six of eight drives. I mean that's that's what you call efficiency and getting the job done. So absolutely, but probably will need to be better next week against Tennessee, especially if again I'm curious what is Derrick Henry's not just is he going to play how effective can he be? But if you if you assume a full complement of weapons for the Titans in AJ Brown and Julio and Derrick Henry and Tannehill playing the way he's been, Burrow's going to have to make some touchdowns in those out of those out of those field goal drives. Well, I, I got news for you. I'm, I'm, I'm only going to make one comment. My buddy, Mike Rabel, is not going to wait three quarters before he sends a blitz to the B-gap when that's how you beat, when that's how you beat a, a turn protection. Yeah. He's going to see it within minutes, and he's going to respond to it within minutes. The cream rises to the top. Yes, so, sir. That is Wild Card Weekend, Shore. Any other parting thoughts before we, 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 we depart this episode here? No, it was it was it was great. I had a lot of fun. You know, it's it's playoffs and and uh, it's we had some amazing, compelling games. And look, every every week you're going to have some kind of an upset somewhere. So you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. It will be, yeah. And it was it was it was it was it was a tough tough weekend for me. I'm not going to lie, but uh, you know, my, my condolences, buddy. Thank you. And look, you might be you might be having an offer to me. After that Bucks Rams game, we'll see how that shakes out. But yep, you know it, it is what it is. I'm thankful for football. I love it. This is still the best time of the year. And uh, and look, the, I, I came to the conclusion that I'm just better off and I'm happier when the Cowboys aren't in the playoffs. So I can just enjoy the games, not have all the stress. So uh, you know, maybe, maybe well, question, you know. question. If you were Jerry Jones, would you fire Mike McCarthy? Yeah, you have to. I think especially okay. especially if you could if you could maybe. No, 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 no. Look, look. E- even if, even if Mike McCarthy would, would have won that game, and you have Sean Payton available, you fire oh, Mike McCarthy for sure. and Sean Payton. So, for so sure. put put Sean Payton out. Put in a in a well, vacuum. It goes back to your question, like like who would you get? But I think like yeah, I mean, if knowing like there's some good candidates out there, like you know, Brian Flores is out there. There's some. You would rather have Brian Flores over Mike McCarthy, or or I would elevate Dan Quinn. So, and you would rather have him after what he did with with Atlanta last year. I mean, he's sure I would, but he, I mean, the guy, the okay. guy took him to a super, he took him to a super bowl. I mean, no, no, no. I, no I, listen, it's, 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 it's a, it's a valid, valid argument to be made. I just wanted to know where you sit on Mike McCarthy. And not only that with Dan Quinn, you know, you have a clear sample size on what he's done with the defense, right? You've seen his impact already. You don't have to, you don't have to project it. Right. So, you and, know, and you know, what would be good about uh, elevating Dan Quinn is that you don't have to change the staff. You just literally get rid of Mike McCarthy and, and you exactly. leave the offense the same and, and Dan Quinn, and his staff the same. That's uh, yeah, but Jerry doesn't have the the guts to do it, and he has too much pride to do it. He has too much pride. By the way, what, what, was there was there a camera angle on Jerry Jones at the end of the game? Remember how I told you if, if the Dallas Cowboys do somehow lose this, 
I really want to see his ex- expression. I, I didn't, I, you know, I haven't gone back and watched her. I gotta be honest. I, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't intend to either. I don't intend to go back and watch. So, <laughs> maybe, but, but I know, I, you know, I know when one time when, 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 when Romo got hurt for the season ending injury, he said, I, I feel lower than a crippled cricket's ass. So uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, I don't know if he felt that bad. But, uh, you know, he wasn't feeling too good after the game. He was very disappointed. But, yeah, I mean, and the Cowboys already come out. Like, Stephen Jones already came out today and said that Mike McCarthy is absolutely the coach going forward, which which is just disheartening to me. But this is the Dallas Cowboys, and this is being their fan, right? They're, that's why a guy like Jason Garrett sticks around for a decade before they realize something's wrong, right? So it's just it, – it is it is what it is, my friend. But in any case, brighter days are ahead. Hopefully we get some, some better competitive games in the divisional round. Keep the season going. We've been doing it all season right here on the Axis of Football. Char, it's winding down. We've been having fun with you all the way, buddy. Can't wait for next yes, week. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Yes, sir. And tune in for our preview episode coming up on Thursday. Until then, I bid you farewell, sir. <laughs>